Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Help I Sex and My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like what do you do if you've got a mountain of dilemmas to get through and how much advice is too much advice for one podcast episode? Does that mean we've got something special planned for this episode? Well, who knows? And Chance course, would be a fine thing. What should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not usual agony ants, are we? William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert. No, we're not Jordan North. I'm more Royal Navy. You're more chips and gravy. And that's from Gary again. Very good. Thank you. Um, right, let's Ooh, do the G&D. Chips and gravy. Yeah. That's disgusting. Two things lo- is, lovely me, on their own, that's not together. That's offensive to my culture. Oh, shut up. That is, a f- that is very offensive to my culture. Huh? How dare you? I've not had chips and gravy in ages. Oh, cheesy chips and gravy as well. Oh, oh yes, let's add a third weird ingredient. Who should we toast to? I'd like to toast to all of our listeners, because we don't toast to them enough, and they say, all collectively, so if you've never had a toast, listener, this is for you, yeah, if you've never had an individual one. We haven't toasted them in a while, let me no. say how great you are. You are great. You, the problems you share are, quite frankly, weird. Um, our listeners are oversharers, perhaps, but they are what makes these, this podcast special. The listeners. The Gene Divas. Oh. Lovely. You can send your nervous narratives to help at sexofmyboss.com or you can tweet or send us a message on Instagram at sexofmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply on his own letter to paper. The address for that is on the website sexofmyboss.com. Lovely. Um, Mikey broke the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way to say that. What have you been up to, no, you little minx? No, no, hey? no, no. Hey? Nothing like that. What's happened? Uh, he just... I, like, I mean, I teach deportment and posture as part of my my deportment. sort of deportment, sort of how we carry ourselves. I I teach it as part of my normal shtick, and how we sit down elegantly and gently is part of it. Mm. What I had forgotten is I hadn't passed that tip 
on to Mikey. Now, he's a northerner. Yes. So, let me tell you this. We just throw ourselves on the water, on the sofa. On the water. On the sofa. <laughs> we just throw ourselves. Yes. I literally jump. I bet, does he just jump on it, literally? We doesn't... Throws himself on The sofa? On it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, he... Um, he, yeah, he sort of sort of backs up to it, you know, touches it with the back of his legs, which is correct etiquette, and then just, it's like it's like a trap door has been pulled, and on he goes. And funnily enough, having done that cumulatively over the three, four years we've had that particular sofa, the sofa's had enough. Because, you know, he's like, oh, bloody hell, sorry, sorry, my little flower pot, I'm big and daft, aren't I? I'm like, wreck it, Ralph, I am. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. I just, I just like to, you know, when he's been on site for hours and hours on end, he comes in and throws mm. himself on the sofa. Yes. So we've got a new sofa now in order. But as you know, with sofas, well, you may not know with sofas, it's not like click and collect. You order one and it's turned up tomorrow. Well, they take ages, aren't they? So, some of the sofas I was looking at, it's like this will be dispatched within thirty-six to thirty-eight weeks. Oh. I might be dead then. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So our sofa is coming between 12 and 14 weeks, which is the shortest period of time. If you get a settee, that usually takes four to five weeks. It, yes. It, yeah, but we are getting a sofa. There's no difference between <laughs> a settee and a sofa. Or something that comes even quicker, a couch. Oh, I don't say couch. No. Do you not like couch either? Don't like couch. Don't like settee. I mean, a settee is technically a type of chair, but it's not what people think of. And... Yeah, but our sofa is coming in 12 to 14 weeks. Be honest, are you really annoyed at Mikey? No, I'm not, because no. he didn't do it deliberately. I'm so bloody clumsy, what am I like? Oh, bloody, you can't take me anywhere. I'm, so, I'm wrecking this house. Mm. You are annoyed. I'm going to have to be doing a lot of work to pay for this sofa as well. <laughs> Sofas are not cheap. Sofas aren't cheap. No, they're not. Sofas aren't cheap. But anyway. Bloody make him pay for it. He broke it. Well, it's, yeah, but it's our collective income, isn't it? As we are, we are one. Oh. Okay. Um, so yes, there's that. Speaking of which, actually, yes. just reminded me, I may have sorted out a night do for the wedding. No, we're not having a night do. No, 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 no. I've got somewhere sorted. No. So it's all we've got a WhatsApp group and everything. Okay. So it's um, it's about thirty, forty guests. Is coming. there a WhatsApp group that I'm not part of? Yes. So after your wedding. We are going to... How dare you have a WhatsApp group one presenter's not involved in? That's so rude. Jordan's night do. Jordan. So it's your night do? Mm. Well, it's your night do, but it's all our friends and we know all our mutuals are going to go out. What's this WhatsApp group called? Night do. Oh, you really pushed the boat out with that name. Oh, yeah, because I'm sick of WhatsApp groups with quirky names. Yeah, so we've got it sorted. Do I need to show up? Well, do you want to come to your own pigging wedding? Well, yes, I'm going to the wedding. I just still can't get over you not having a night do. Okay, and what sort of... I mean, on the basis that you're, you have organised my stag do, at what in comparison to that, where is the night do fitting in? It's at a place you like. Oh, okay. Hmm. G-A-Y. No, it's not Mary G-A-Y. Mary Poppins? It's not Mary Poppins. What? Well, what? It's very Actually, nice. hang on. We'll do the night at Mary Poppins. No. The wedding finishes at 6, curtains up at 7.30. It's perfect. It's, who has a wedding that finishes at 6? The night do's the best picking part. <sighs> we'll have a kick your knees up. Step in time to William's night do. What, what are your mum and dad going to do after the wedding? Well, I mean, she'll be bloody glad at like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the afternoon. She won't remember. Yeah. 
Uh, well, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for going to the lengths of organising something. Uh, before I forget, as well, mm. uh, you know, Wendy and Graham are coming over. Yes, in a few weeks. coming down. Aren't they? Coming down. She keeps mo moidering me to ask you. She keeps moidering me. Moidering. Yeah. What's, what word is my, that? Like moidering. 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 Yeah, she's pestering me. Okay. It's not moidering me. Or just as we would say in the south, asking. Oh, she keeps moidering. Mm. I think it's a Burnley word, moidering. She got my thing. Um. She keeps pestering me to see if you're free that weekend. Well, I think she's I am. Tell, she's telling everyone that you're taking her to Seoul. So Jordan's friend, William, who he does podcasts with, as well as been saying to everyone in Spain, is taking me to Soho House. I don't know if I have actually said that to her. Well, that's what she told me, because my dad's been telling everyone that she's been saying that. All right, okay. Well, so I... me, William and Jordan are going to Soho House. It's a, cafe, it's a private members club in London. Okay. She wants us to take her there. Maybe I could just take her to a house in Soho and go, da-da, this no, is it. No, she wants to go to Soho House. Okay. So will you just, can we get some dates in for it? Yeah. Didn't need my membership to be renewed next year anyway, We need so to get fine. our parents to meet, actually. Yes, we, we do, actually. We need a Wendy and Sarah. Yeah. We know they're going to do their spin-off podcast that, mm. will, that will be a, a bigger hit. Yeah. But, okay. Hello and welcome to Mum and Mum. Mum and Mum. Podcast. I don't know, I'm just riffing. Riff, riffing. Riffing. What, what did I say? Rifting. Oh, I don't know. Now, on this episode, because we have got so many problems, there are so many g and Divas that, that just don't know what to do with their life, they're struggling to get up in the morning because we have not yet replied to their problem or their nervous narrative, we thought that we would we would empty our sack all over the g and Divas in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get through as many as we possibly can. Oh, okay. Before we do that, let's have a Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. An old fellow walks into the doctor's, walks right up to the counter and says to the receptionist, I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Hello, I'm Jess Phillips, an MP, and if you don't already know, I'm now a fully-fledged podcaster. My show is called Yours Sincerely, and in each episode, I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. I've spoken to Lorraine Kelly about the letter she would send to celebrate her favourite teacher, Vicky Patterson about the letter she would send to her best friend who passed away, and Fee Glover talked to me about how much she loves Taylor Swift. The conversations are a celebration of people we love, and so we often find ourselves in tears of joy and sadness as guests share the letters of appreciation they wish they could send. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by searching for Jess Phillips wherever you listen to podcasts. And with that, I'll sign off with yours sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy my podcast soon. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, Gene Divas. Uh, it's Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week. So um, an old fella goes into the doctors. He walks right up to the counter and says to the receptionist, I've got a problem with me dick. And receptionist says, excuse me, sir. This is a doctor's office. It's very busy at the moment. You've just embarrassed yourself in front of everyone. He says, go and sit down, have a think, and disguise it as something else. So the old fella goes and sits down. About five minutes later, he goes back up. He says, excuse me, I've got a problem. Why is the old fella sound like Mikey? He <laughs> says, excuse me, I've got a problem with me ear. She says, right, okay, very good. Gives him a little wink. Says, what, what's up with it? He says, I can't piss out of it. <laughs> um, nice. Bloke goes to doctors. Oh, God. She says, I think I'm going deaf. Doctor says, what are the symptoms? She said, a cartoon about yellow people on Channel 4, why? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> this first piece of correspondence comes from Rachel. Hi all, I recently graduated from law school and got a job as an articling student with a law firm in a different city, i.e. not my hometown. During the hiring process, the firm made it clear that their end goal to hire articling students... Articling? I don't... Articling students... It's a law... Articling? Uh, that they will keep... Or, during the hiring process, the firm made it clear that their end goal is to hire articling students that they will keep on as associates once the articling student has been called to the bar and is officially a lawyer. I used that word three times, so I didn't know it existed until today. I was very enthusiastic during the interviews and indicated that I would love to stay on. I was very enthusiastic during the interviews and indicated that I would love to stay on should the offer be extended to me. But I lied. I planned to article with this firm, get called to the bar, and then move back to my home city to work as a lawyer with another firm. What is the etiquette for revealing to your boss that you do not plan on working there permanently? I don't want him to feel like I'm simply using the firm as a stepping stone, even if that is the case. Should I ease him into it by dropping subtle hints throughout the year, or should I wait until my articling period is over and then decline the offer to stay on as an associate, assuming I get one? Maybe I'm being optimistic. Yes, I know I shouldn't have lied in the first place, but a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do to land a job. Thank you for keeping me smiling throughout law school. It's no easy feat. Lots of love from Canada. Rachel. Oh, God. Deep. Yeah, what would you do there? 
Oh, you just got. I think you you can just. They're going to be used to that. It's put your boss has probably had it a hundred times before. Yes, yeah, so you just say your circumstances have changed. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Use that. Use that exact term. Circumstances have changed. Jordan's writing it down. Mm, why are you writing? Why are you making a note of that? Do I need to be worried? No. Have <laughs> I changed? My circumstances changed. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Um, oh, do you know, I think that's the best joke you've ever it? done on this podcast since 2019. <laughs> Look at me, I'm right proud of myself with that. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, life, I would just, you assume, I think that part of the sort of, the one of the sort of conceits you do in any job is you sort of pretend that that job is your favourite job ever, you're never going to leave it, you're committed to the cause, until something better comes. Just say along. your circumstances have changed. Just say you're pregnant as well. Well, you, I don't. I don't know if you can. Oh yeah, look, yeah, because then the black. Yeah, yeah. I, d I d look, right. Can I just say that, like this? Rachel is a lawyer. She's working in a law firm. I don't think she can fake a pregnancy. Why? There's probably a law about that. Oh, I don't that? know about Canadian law, but I suspect ethically it's not correct. Start off with a smaller cushion and just work your way up. <laughs> Rachel's the weeks go on. What are our what if one of us got pregnant or something? Yeah, well like, if one of us got pregnant, I'd be very surprised. Well, like I mean, what if like one do we get maternity paternity on this mm -hmm. podcast? Do we not? Why? Because we're self-employed. Oh yeah, you sitting that's coming a mile off. Might as well be a bloody Uber driver with rights and stuff I have here. Okay, you. Well. This one is from Amelia. Apparently it's a lot better now, thank God. Okay, good. Phew. Dear William Jordan and PB, I'm a relatively new listener and I'm really enjoying listening to your podcast as a distraction from my uni revision. I have a question that I hope you might be able to give me some advice on. Since becoming single last year, I have had a few talking stages slash situation situation situationships situationships with some boys in my year at uni. None of which have ever amounted to anything, and we have stopped talking. I do, however, see them regularly around campus and town and on nights out. How do you suggest I greet them? I had gotten to know a few of them fairly well, but now I don't know if it's appropriate to say hello, stop and chat, or completely ignore them. I go to a small university, so I see these people around frequently, and it's very awkward. Any advice would be great. Amelia. Oh, yeah, Amelia, just, um, just say hiya. Ignoring them's worse. Yeah, don't ignore them. Yeah, don't ignore them. Just say hello. How, how are you? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you should ignore anybody. They're a human being. Just a hello, even if it's just a polite nod. Yeah. Is better than it's, nothing. And just say how's things. Yeah. Don't don't ever ignore. Be the better person. Mm -hmm. Good question, though. Yeah. Hi, Wills, George, and PB. I've got to start calling you Wills. Are you? You suit Wills. I wouldn't. Wills with his. Uh, Ralph Lauren shirt. Lauren. Ralph Lauren shirt and his sleeves rolled up. Yeah, like, hi, Will. Like it's 2006. Yeah. Went to uh, Manchester Met. Yeah. Manchester Met! Oh, you didn't. Where did you go? I went to. Hey, no, our Brad's went to Manchester Met. No, and it's wrong? a lovely university. <laughs> you are one. Manchester University, I went to. Uh, yeah, I went to Manchester Uni. Yeah, I didn't want to do Oxbridge, Cambridge, that kind of thing. I wanted to go somewhere with a bit of character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I didn't go to Manchester University, I wouldn't have met you. Oh, that's true. That was the only Manchester... Oh, yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have met, would we? No. 
The road not taken. Hi, Wills, George and PB. I'm dealing with a bit of a conundrum and was hoping that you both would be able to provide some sound advice. I must admit, I've been waiting to email for ages, so being in a position where I can ask for advice is very exciting. I'm currently on a study abroad programme with my university in the big US of A. I won't be... What? Where are we people calling it US of A? Well, it's, I don't love it, no. I knew you wouldn't. No. I can tell by your face. I don't mind it. I won't be any more specific for anonymity's sake. My query is about a party I attended a couple of weeks ago with my fellow exchange students where I noticed someone who has been very vocal about being in a long-term relationship with someone back home was snogging a rando in the corner. Uh, after seeing this happen, I went over and checked that they were okay with a little you good and received a nod in response as they turned away and went back to it. I know it's not an open relationship and that they've not established special rules for their time apart, so I suppose I'm asking for advice on what I should do about it. I've never met their partner back home, but I'm sure they'd be devastated to find out that this happened. Plus, if this was me, I'd want to know even if it was from a random DM. Equally, I don't think she's going to tell him, and from when we've spoken, seems very content with them never finding out and things carrying on. What does one do when you witness that? Big love, Emma. Oh, Emma, you do sound such a lovely, caring person, but how can I say this? It's best just keep... Don't DM them. Am I right? It's best just keep it out. It's obviously what what the, this person is doing if they have if they're cheating in effect on their partner and they have not got the rules is not good. Yeah. Full stop. But it is not Emma your position, unless you were friends with the person that is being cheated on and you have said that you you've never met them, to do anything about it. Yeah. Sadly, people in life will let you down. They are silly at points. They have lapses of judgment. Mm. Um, You're probably, you know, this is maybe even the first sort of lapse of judgment you might have seen. University is very formative for all of that. Um, You just have to let it go. Yeah, don't DM them. Yeah. No. Even though you think it might be the right thing to do, and technically, I mean, it's it's not as wrong as the, the kiss, but it's not right. Okay. So that would be my suggestion. Would and, you agree? Do we agree on that yeah, one? Yeah, I, I would say so. It's a tricky one, but yeah. Thank you, Emma. Uh, and thank you for listening. This is from Claire. Dear William Jordan PB, I have now been a long-time listener but have never had a dilemma that required your advice until now. My husband and I are currently writing our thank you notes from our wedding. Aha. Do we write a thank you card to everyone who attended or just those who gave a gift or money? Obviously, we thanked everyone on the day, but I was under the impression that thank you cards were for the gifts or money and well wishes. As a wedding guest, I've always given a gift, so unclear on the etiquette. Best wishes, Claire. Oh, um... Well, I mean... I'd, this one's right up my street I'm to the power say of two. got to give them a card if they attend. If people come and you, no. they haven't given you a gift... Wait, we are clearly going through, like... I don't want to say it, but people are struggling at the moment. There's a lot going on. And if someone comes to your wedding and doesn't give you a gift or money for whatever circumstances or reasons... Oh, no, that's not what I was... No, 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 no so I'm saying... But if they come to your wedding, nevertheless, you still send them a card to say thank you. For coming to your wedding? Yeah. No, no. No, 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 no. Do you not? No. Right, okay. Imagine, you know when you came for dinner? Yeah. Way back when with Joe and Luke? Yeah. Okay. 
you wrote me a thank you letter, as did they. Mm. That's the way. I don't write you a thank you letter for saying thanks to coming for my house. I might put it in a text a day later. I disagree. You're right. No. Say thanks for coming. Wedding's a bloody dear. So hang on. So yes. you're just Wait, saying yes. you only write so hang on. it. No, no, you've, you, you, listen to your argument. Yes, weddings are expensive. So on top of paying whatever per head for all of your friends but to have a nice the... time, you think the hosts, the, the people getting married, should then write to the guests to say, say thanks, thanks for coming? coming no. You say, you if they've given you a gift, absolutely, you write as, as the bride and groom, the bride and bride, whatever, you write to say thank you. Absolutely. But you don't write a thank you letter to say thanks for coming. The guests should write thank you letters to the hosts. Well, I just think that's a bit harsh on the people that didn't get you a gift. Yeah, but... What? Yeah, but you don't... No! That's just... I'm, I'm quite cross about this. Chill your bean, bitch. Although, fun fact, in Nigeria, the host does write the guest a thank you letter. That is Nigerian etiquette. If someone comes to your wedding and you're doing bloody... And I just think it's a bit petty. Right, you're writing out all these bloody letters, right, yeah. and say a, a, a couple come who have, one of them's lost a job, mm. right, and they, they've texted you before and said, we're really sorry, we're a bit tied up at the moment, can't get you a gift uh, or, or give you any money, right? So you wouldn't write them a letter? No. I would I you would say just, in a text, you might go, thanks, no, so it was so lovely to see. I completely, completely disagree okay. with you. Okay, so hang on. Because the majority of people are going to get you a gift. Right, you're organising my night do. Yeah. Okay, you're the host. So are you writing all the guests that come to the night do a thank you letters of saying thank you for coming? No. Exactly! No, because it's not my bloody wedding. No, but it's I not my night do. I think it's a bit petty. Say there's four people. Four people that come. Not and maybe not the people that come to the night do. I'm talking about the whole day. Say there's four people that come. Right, you've got a guest list of 80. And there's four people that come that don't get you a gift. Right? So you're gonna write 76 letters out. And you're not going to do four more because they didn't get your present. But no, no, it's petty. I, no, I would send them a text to say, "Oh, it was so lovely to see you at the wedding." No. Or I might phone it's them petty. to say, "Thank you for coming." Making them feel bad for not getting you a gift or a I'm present. I'm not making them feel okay. You are. Okay, okay. So tell me this, Jordan. We're not asking for presents. Yeah. So do I write people letters? Yes. No. Are you not writing people letters to say thanks for coming? If they give a gift, which they don't need to, and we're asking for no gifts. Then, yes, of course I write to say thank you. Are you. Right, when you say you're not wanting a gift, are you actually not wanting a gift? Yes. We are literally, on the additional information sheet. Do you want money? Are you, not, no. are you not doing it for a charity or something? I'm not... What, should I go around with a card reader during the pudding? Yeah. No! That's what people do now if they're, like, doing all right for themselves. And let's face it, you've not had a bad year. They offer, they offer <laughs> a cash for the charity or something. Not with a card reader. No, but with a gift. And all the money will go to a charity. Yes, we have nominated a charity. Oh, right, great. But I don't know how much, but you're not paying us the William's money for charity. William's sofa fund. <laughs> well, actually, we might get them reprinted. Um, oh, yeah, you could put that on. Everyone yeah. Be new right, Claire, he's the so-called expert, but I'm saying just right. So-called expert, so bloody rude. Go on to the next one. We're going to be here all day. I, I'm so cross that you think that. I... That is just not how etiquette works. That is like a fundamental... That's common sense and basic decency. No, it's not! Well, it's I would. And I'd write anyone... You do write nice thank you letters, though. Oh, thank you. We both hands. Are we friends? No, piss off. How rude. 
Next this one. is from Dan. Uh, Dear William, Jordan and producer Ben, I wanted to start off by saying I discovered Help I Sex My Boss on TikTok last year and have finally caught up to the latest episodes. Uh, it makes a great soundtrack to my day while working from home. I finally found myself with a dilemma worth writing in about. My fiancé and I were in a relatively posh restaurant the other night and I ordered a curry. It arrived with the curry in a bowl and the rice on a separate plate, upturned out of a bowl. I love it when they do that, it's well fancy. <laughs> it went really well, wasn't it? Well fancy. Did I? Yeah. Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Old me would have unceremoniously tipped the curry straight out onto the plate with the rice and mix it together. Yeah. But the new proper me didn't want to do this. I ended up creating my own little style of taking a forkful of rice, dunking it into the curry, then eating a mouthful. Uh, though more rice ended up floating in the bowl than in my mouth. So my question is, what's the etiquette when eating Indian food in a Western restaurant? I'm aware it's traditional in the East to eat with the hands using a naan bread or roti as some sort of cutlery, but I don't think that would go down well in many fancy British-based restaurants. Please help. I don't want to be a tipper. Warmest regards, Dan Warriner. Tell me any better food than a curry. Seriously, right now. Apart from a butty, what's better than a curry? What? You've answered your own question. What? No, I mean, like, you know I love a butty? Yeah. Yeah. I love a curry. And I really want to have a curry right now. Beef Wellington. What? No, no, no. No, beef Wellington. I love a Sunday dinner. I love a Christmas dinner. Mm -hmm. You cannot beat a curry. Right. Um, Unless it's a turkey curry. Oh, no, I don't have turkey curry. Oh, no, don't. Don't. Oh, the smell of a turkey curry after Christmas makes me ill. Oh, does it? Oh, no, don't. Why? Have you had it before? Oh, for years. Did your mum used to make it? Yes, and Mike's family do it as well. Oh, do they? Mm. We used to have bubble and squeak. No, I can't do turkey oh, curry. Turkey I can't do turkey curry. Anyway. Anyway. Um, right, so, okay, etiquette. So, over to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, they might serve things. It, it's fairly sort of shushy to, to serve the curry in a little bowl and the rice upturned on a plate. Um, you, you Actually, you can tip the curry out or use a spoon to spoon the curry out onto the rice and you can sort of mix it together oh. in order to bind it. That's actually not a problem. I, I wouldn't do, Dan, what you did and with your fork load up some rice and dip that in the curry. I, no. No, just mix it all together. Or you could use your knife to spear some chicken, let's say if it's a chicken curry, from the curry bowl and then sort of push some rice onto the the fork like so again the rules you're, you're sort of right there dan when you say you know so it's an indian dish eaten in a west western restaurant and so the rules slightly are different and you're not eating it in the authentic um indian way so you can you know there aren't hard and fast rules but i wouldn't dunk things into i wouldn't dunk the rice into the curry do you use chopsticks well not for a curry no but for when you're eating chinese food I What's very rarely, I might eat Thai food. I, I know how to use chopsticks now. I feel they're sophisticated when I use them. <laughs> Have I changed? No, because chopsticks aren't that... They you know. are. Like, I couldn't use them before, but you just hold it like a pen. Yeah. Well, the, yes, but... You use chopsticks, Ben, but you can, can't, yeah. But can I just say, from my years, of, I've been to about 14 different cities in China. There is no one way to hold chopsticks. How they hold chopsticks in one part of China is different from how they hold chopsticks in another part of China. So, but we, a lot of Westerners apply, you know, like a knife and fork, for example, there is arguably one way to hold a knife and fork. But Westerners will apply that sort of Western etiquette mentality onto another culture's eating implements. And actually, there is not one way to hold chopsticks. So every time people go, oh, you're not holding your chopsticks correctly. Well, actually, which region of China are you talking about? Okay. FYI. Um, 
if you go to China mm. and have food over there, is it rude to use a knife and fork? Uh, well, it depends. If it's Chinese food, obviously it's preferable to eat with chopsticks and the porcelain spoon that they might give you. But uh, if you're eating Western food, it's fine to use a knife and fork. Okay. But often when I went to China, I would always be brought a knife and fork because they just assume I can't can't do it, which to be fair was quite helpful, but I can. Final letter. This is from Lizzie from Hull. Hello, you lovely people. I'm sitting on a train from London to Doncaster listening to today's, no apostrophe, episode of Sexted. I've never had a reason to write in. Then, as fate would have it, the woman behind me takes her shoes off and starts inspecting her toes with her bare foot stuck out next to my chair. Uh, now, I want to ask you, it's all right to take your shoes off, isn't it? On a plane and stuff, long haul. Uh, long haul, yes, it's fine. Is it, is it? And I would put your shoes in the overhead locker. Yeah. So they can it's smell okay up there. It's okay to take your shoes, shoes off. It's it? absolutely fine, yes. Right. But not have your bare feet out. That's why they give you little socks. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um... I feel sick, Lizzie continues. I've just eaten a pret, a luxury baguette, and I'd rather not throw up and waste five pounds. Get you, Lizzie, getting a pret because you've been to London. I think they might have prets up north. Not as many. Not as many. More Greg's. Right. Cool. Took pret. Being a passive-aggressive northerner who doesn't like confrontation, I clocked her bare trotter, shook my head and looked away. Did I miss an opportunity to teach this lovely lady some train etiquette? In fact, she didn't write lovely. I put that in. She wasn't lovely at all. Uh, Lizzie from Hull. I think you've just got to do a good old-fashioned tut. Yes. What's the demise of the tut? You don't hear a tut anymore, do you? No. Do you tut? Oh, yes. I can imagine. I spend my life tutting. Go on, do a tut. With little, oh, I have to do it with a lie roll. Very hyacinth. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's one of those. What do you say to... If, if it's really annoying you and putting you off, maybe... You tickle it. You can't just tickle someone's foot. Well, she mistake. can't stick a foot out in front of you. What, what would you say if somebody was on the train? Just say, excuse me, could you put your foot down, please? Would you, oh, yeah, that, do you remember that American on the plane? You were going mad at this, this This American <gasps> on our plane. Oh, don't get me started. So annoying. He had a full Zoom meeting, right? This is before we took off. Before we took off, he had a full, loud... On yeah, speakerphone. On speakerphone, full Zoom meeting. And then as soon as he took off, he put his chair back and was literally on producer Ben's lap. And I was like, you arrogant, arrogant man. Didn't he? Nobody mm. puts the chair back, do they? No. Especially on a short-haul, one-hour flight. I mean, it's pathetic. It wasn't even an hour, was it? No. It was like 45 minutes. And what's your advice to Lizzie and Hull, then, if somebody's on... Oh, you I said... I just say, I just say, please, excuse me, could you just put your foot down? Or could you put your foot down? I wouldn't say just put your foot well, down. Well, might go quicker if they're driving. <laughs> hey! I'm on a roll today. <laughs> Two I'm good on a jokes. roll today. Oh, you can take a week off. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. What, Scottish flu? A week off. Oh, wait, don't push it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll get myself off. Yeah. You do the rest of it. I'm done here. Right. That's the best I'm going to do. Oh, Jordan, Jordan is literally you? going. Uh, if you want to send in any of your nervous narratives, you can do so. All the information. Oh, all the information is at sextmyboss.com, and I can send you a handwritten response if you send in a handwritten letter. Uh, Jordan might be back next time. I'll be back next time. From producer Ben and me. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, Gene Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help I Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. 